0: Hello, good evening, podcast fans. It's me, uh, Chris, on Twitter. Uh, I am hosting uh, a very special episode of Do You Expect to Talk? We are going to be doing a, a very special charity edition. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, how, how much are we going to be raising, Dave? It's a very large it's amount.
1: It's the largest donation uh, in charitable history. And in fact, I'm I'm a bit embarrassed because there's so many zeros on this number that I don't actually know what the word for it is. <laughs> what? Uh, it's definitely more than a trillion.
2: It's a whole page of zeros with a five at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, there's a five at the end, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just say we,
2: are, we are very grateful for, there Amazing for donating
1: yeah, there is something a little bit I, I, I kind of don't want to say the amount just because I don't want to you know it's not for it's for the listener to share that if he wanted to <laughs> but we were approached uh, with it was we were joking around about Police Academy and he came to us with a suggestion of uh, a charity donation to a charity of our choice he left it to us um, we chose cancer research and that donation was made last week and we've seen evidence so so here we are we've got to fucking do it now
0: <laughs> we've got Ooh, thank us. you
2: so much for making that donation that's really kind of you thank you
0: yeah and um, we now we have to follow through <laughs> <laughs> well not like that um, well. if
1: you go to if you go to our facebook page or our twitter page today although twitter just links back to facebook we have um, put a link there, feel no pressure, but we just put a post on there to say that we, we haven't asked for donations ever for this show because we don't need them yet. That, that's not to say we'll never need them, but at the moment, the website, although it can be temperamental at times, it does what we need it to do. So the pressure of all of you going there to sort of donate, you know, through whatever web, you know, podcatcher you use, we, is, it's handling the traffic. Um, largely we do series where we either own them or we have to buy the odd bit and piece, bits and pieces. But, you know, maybe we'll come to something down the line where we've got to buy a whole series and then maybe we might ask. But our thinking is we haven't asked for donations, but if you have ever enjoyed this show or what we do and the now hundreds of hours we put out uh, without asking for anything for, um, perhaps consider a, a donation to cancer research and there's a link from our facebook page
0: and uh, oh yeah i've got to introduce everyone so obviously it's uh rebecca and uh dave hello, hello and, new all, folks. and also charlie brings uh tag along for this yeah the ride in the back of a cop car
3: yes directly to the uh
1: lovely royce here, apparently. <laughs> it, it, does, it, it it I thought I thought hang on, blue oyster Charlie, right? <laughs> um, no Ch- Ch- Charlie wasn't a condition of the um, donation, but he was mentioned in discussions about the donation. So it was clear the um the donor would wanted Charlie to appear on this and Charlie wanted to appear as well.
0: Indeed. So without further ado, let's uh let's begin the laugh fest. <coughs> Count us in. No,
1: uh, Okay, well, should we do that before the actual film? Because it's not really funny.
0: Sorry, did I say laugh? or I meant say crap. Um, so, on on the count, ca- on three, I shall play the uh, the video. Okay. One, like two, and three. And it's
4: playing.
1: Yep. Uh, it's playing. First thing we should see is... Uh, 1984. Blavrox Blade Academy.
4: Rob-
0: Oh shit! Yeah, I was, I was
3: dead surprised when I saw that. Like fucking hell! Which is actually a company that was uh, from one of the uh, the Shaw Brothers, the um,
1: guys oh, who really? made the kung fu films in there. The Lad Company. Yeah, yeah. Because I just assumed that how was they our the junior. Shaw Brothers,
2: then? how did that happen?
1: Or well, somewhere,
3: somewhere to that effect.
1: Okay. Yeah, so um, obviously, yeah, you see that at the start of Blade Runner as well, so that's yeah. the first thing I could think of. So, yeah, basically, the premise of this film is the police can now hire any old twat. That <laughs> is literally the premise. To be honest, that would just be the pitch as well, wouldn't it? We'll, we'll work out the details, but, you know, any kind of arsehole you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 wonder, I
0: wonder what was the thinking behind that? Like
1: what well, Behind this film?
0: Well, no, just the i just the idea, like sort of like, why would you kind of yeah, let's just hire anyone? Were you that desperate for police?
1: Well, I mean, if you think of the era, I mean, this is this is a little bit more mainstream and accessible, but it's certainly the same type of comedy as like a Porky's. Mm. Mm. But if you but it also, if you think back not that much further, Private Benjamin, Stripes. Now those are those are military, obviously, but they're films where people got the whole point was someone who didn't quite fit and i suppose this is that on steroids really in that if we just watched a police training school and they were all really good recruits there wouldn't be a lot of comedy potentially in that would it so the whole point has to be that none of them are either none yeah. of them are up to
0: well i think it's kind of like sort of like anyone anyone well, can do it if they put your mind to it if they're given a chance they can actually achieve something
3: most, most of most 80s comedies were about the fish out of water thing, whether it was, you had Cockataw Dundee, um, even stuff like Beverly Hills Cop with the, the tough Detroit cop being put into the Beverly Hills. And obviously Star Trek did it with Star Trek four. Sure.
4: Um,
3: so it was, yeah, it was, it was, that kind of thing that always had. And the, the comedy that ensues from, uh, these situations.
1: And of course, it's the the very fact that it's a current change. Oh, sorry. At the film starts with the fact that you know, March this year they've changed the policy, so all the people that are going to teach these recruits now are not used to this as well. Mm. So that's the other comedy factor. And again, thinking of Private Benjamin, there was a lot of that in that film as well. Yeah. She she signed up thinking she was going to spend her time on yachts and stuff, and there she is crawling through mud. This that. is uh, getting more and more like Dad's Army as time goes by, in that more and more of this cast <laughs> are passing away. And it's some of them sad. very young. David Graff here of Tacklebury died at the age of 50.
2: That's not old at all. Oh my God. Yeah. you surely got to be like one of the series' like great comic characters.
1: Tacklebury. I mean, I guess when <laughs> you do. No, I'm not that I'm just, just saying, like, yeah. I, I think the problem is they made so many of them, and they were one note characters anyway. Yeah. So, so I mean, by the time you got the fifth one of, like, oh, he likes guns, it's like, well, there you go. But well, this no. is kind of funny. Like, I, mean, I mean,
3: there, there is kind of the, um, <laughs> the Reagan esque um, kind of thing running through oh, this. Like, with. Um, really again, 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 with Beverly Hills Cop as well, you had. Um, um, what's, his, what's his name? Not Taggart, the other one.
1: Billy? Oh. Yeah, Billy, yeah. <laughs>
3: all, the, all the guns he had and the Rambo poster in his house and it's things very, like very that.
4: It's
3: very, all very much, and yeah, going off from Dirty Harry as well. He was certainly yeah. Very, very yeah.
0: Very yeah. Sure. yeah, his character's always a little bit kind of like uh, a, a bit of a weird one because you don't look at him, you think he kind of was like the, the geek. He was, like, kind of, like, oh, re- yeah, really, like kind nerd, of, really kind of, like, really into, like, kind of really want to be, like, the the official police, but at the same mm. time, he he kind of really wanted to kick ass. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Steve Gutenberg, what happened
1: to him? He did Raquel Welch's daughter in Cocoon or something, didn't he? That's the one who <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. What was the last thing anyone saw Steve Guttenberg in? He was I think in it was one of the
3: Sharknade
1: <laughs> Right. Oh no, we've not
4: seen
1: it. Oh my god. I haven't seen um, any of those. Oh
2: bloody hell!
1: But, That's, that. It was a question rather a, rather than a. Well, he's done nothing. I was thinking. Well, look, amongst the four of us, with Chris as like a action fan and like Charlie grade. doing quite a lot of like sort of niche horror and stuff like that, have any of you seen him turn up in other stuff?
4: Yeah,
1: because yeah. really, he don't. he because he wasn't. Have you seen Have you seen the boys of the boys from Brazil? I think I'm, so,
3: which I, is I a, fairly just, remember. Um, like, all all about oh, um the uh, the Nazis that escaped to South America,
4: mm-hmm. right? Yes,
3: and uh, he he was in that, um,
1: and obviously he was in stuff like Short Circuit and things like that.
2: Oh yeah, no, I remember. Um, I think that's like, what I'm
1: saying though that like I can remember him up till about 1889 yeah. and then
4: he seemed yeah. to disappear. But yeah.
1: I mean, sometimes these people are still working. I mean, we might laugh at 16, Police now. Academy, but it was a popular franchise that had oh, yeah. a, three, a film most years. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of success, this is fairly high up the ladder. Hmm. So, I suppose that most of the things you're going to do otherwise are going to be Ballers, up. he
2: was in Ballers. Just trying to see what else we've got here.
1: Mm. Yeah,
2: Sharknado.
1: I love the way they showed that they slowed that down like it was mega action. Yeah, that was
2: really clever, really clever.
1: Brilliant you're going to pay for this. So he basically goes and joins the police to get back at his bullies.
2: Pretty much. And he's
3: been doing, well, he's doing a lot of charity stuff. And, uh... He
2: does, yeah. No, he keeps busy. And according to The yeah. Simpsons, it was all it was all down to the Masons that made him a star. Yeah,
1: stone the, the stonecutters. <laughs> stone I he hasn't made as much for charity as we are tonight. as we did,
2: Obviously, are. you know, we reach a level of fame. You can do it with your... Public persona and raise a, a profile for charity, which is really good. So,
1: I mean, in all honesty, though, had had he never been visible after about 1987, you, you still can't say the the Again, the it got really tired of so many films. Oh, he's so
2: funny! I do love him. I wish I had like his talent for doing voices and making noises and stuff. That would be so cool.
0: He felt like he never, he never came like as big as he should have done. No. Or at least, like in terms of, of. like
2: in... Bobcat Goldthwait as well, because I kind of think he's, he's pretty much known for this and a few other kind of zany comedies like in the 90s. Well, but he's a director Bob, now. Bobcat he...
3: you know, is, is yeah, Goldthwaite, no, yeah, he's a film yeah. director now. Exactly. And he's really kind of, yeah.
2: He's gone behind the camera now, which is really good.
3: He he's kind of out so. there. The
1: really?
3: second one, yeah. He's oh, he's a... in
1: the second one. Sorry, which yeah. is the one he's yeah, but he becomes a much bigger character around. He does, yeah. he does oh, it
3: in, the, in, what, this, what in the second one. He's, he's the gang leader. That's what I mean. But they, and then they then sort of third one. And they signs him up in the third one.
1: Yeah, I've forgotten the labyrinthine plots <laughs> <laughs> and, conti- and continuity.
0: Continuity drama. It, it was like, oh, we like you. Yeah, you might as well join the gang. Yeah.
4: Hmm, I, have
1: to, I have to say that moustache that the cop said is verging on the scrumpturessent.
2: <laughs> is that a real word, or was that one you made up?
1: It was made up by Will Ferrell when he was doing Inside the Actors Studio. Of oh,
2: course, it was. Yes. So
1: <laughs> and it was his version of James Lipton, who basically spends most episodes, episodes of Inside the Actors Studio kissing Making the actors' it. ass. Yeah, he
4: does. And he was
1: tra- and he was trying to come up with a word for how amazing something was. So he said, "I'll make one up," and he came up with there we are. Most that. recently applied by me to Poirot's moustache in Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> and of course, the famous Charlie Brigden beard. Yes. That
2: was very scrumptious. Yes.
1: Thank you. If we ever put out a Christmas hamper, there will be a replica in there. <laughs> along <laughs> with all the ingredients for a white off, not fingered. And a dry but wine. The spritzer. thing is,
0: so, it'll just basically be. Um... The uh, the what's his name um, the captain in uh, that episode of Blackadder? Yeah, I said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because it, w- it won't be a perfect replica. because he's lazy. <laughs> Basically, it'll be a basket that, when you open it, it'll have a little miniature of like gin, some olives, some sardines, <laughs> and about four hundred <laughs> packets of bourbons and a beard resting on the top. And
2: a beard. Oh, these guys.
1: So yeah, this guy's meant to be accident prone. That's his big comedy trait. Yeah.
2: Oh, down she goes.
1: Yeah, he's just smacked her right in quite a sensitive area. <laughs> I
2: think
1: they they left that in, but I think he was probably meant to hit her in the sort of stomach, but it was certainly a bit lower than that. Rather
2: than in the boobs.
1: It was lower than that. He right in the, in the lady areas. Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: God! I, I mean, the
1: lady garden.
0: I mean, all the all all these people. It's not a case of like. Um, they're just like un- underachievers, or uh, they're maybe they're, they're unlikely to become police, o- police officers. They're actually people <laughs> that you think, no, you really shouldn't be a police officer. No, I know. <laughs> it's like you got you got the gun crazed madman who's obsessed with like, she <laughs> wants to shoot something. You shouldn't get you him. Got as someone
1: a... who's in and out of police cells, albeit low level crime in in Mahoney. Yeah,
0: got an attitude problem. Uh, you got a guy who's just crazy, accidental prone. I don't think you should be giving yeah. him a gun. Um, and
1: not only that, he's living in suburbia in like a three-piece suit. He's like an yeah. accountant or something. He's given up a decent career for this.
0: And, and, then, and then you got Kim Cattrall, who's just like, who's he, really, he's, a re- he's a re- like, comes from a really wealthy family, and just like, oh, I just want to see the world or sort so She should give some sort of something, said something like that. Like, oh, I don't know. Just, it's just, almost be-
1: a bit of a fessage. She, she wants, it's a, like, she wants oh, a, I'm a bit more, really. Yeah. <laughs> Say well, what when, when that when that guy's wife was just jumping over the fences, then I did get a bit of. A, I think I wonder if that's where Hot Fuzz got it from.
2: I think maybe that's where it came from. I think.
0: What? Obviously well, obviously in the Simpsons episode as well. Um, the jumping over the fence thing was a thing from Shaun of the Dead, wasn't it? And they carried it through. It yes. was yes, but, but,
3: but they yeah, would have got it from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah but,
1: but, but the jumping over all of them in quick quick succession mm. and all that was was really ramped up in Hot Fuzz, wasn't it? yeah, yeah
2: it really was definitely.
3: Incidentally, I've just found out that, that his wife there was um, the girl who gets killed at the beginning of Dirty Harry. Really? Oh dear, is it? Yeah. Oh. I
1: wouldn't have recognised her. Dirty Harry
3: connection. I did recognise yeah. her from something. So. That's a good film.
1: Yes. Dirty Harry. I re- I've only I've only seen the first one.
2: Do you reckon that's a series we could ever do, or not really? Yeah, I'd do I'd it. I'd
1: happily do, do do them because I've not seen all of them. Yeah, and no, also it I find it interesting. Because theoretically, he's a character I really shouldn't like, but the one yeah. film I watched I enjoyed a lot. The, yeah.
0: the, the interesting thing it's, about uh, this one's brilliant. The, actually, the good thing about the, 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 how it, as a series, though, is like you can kind of think, yes, he's one of those um, goes, those characters like that goes against the grain. But you know, the, in the sequels, the, 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 there, there is there is like a, a nice balancing act. Like in so he's he's there, kind of like sticking to the liberals, but the the sequel, Magnum Force he's also going up against who people are more extreme than him. So is, is, yeah. there, there's always, like, the counterbalance. There's always that, like... There's like, colour to it. Yeah. And I've not had a chance to see really.
1: any of that yet. So, yeah, I mean, it, it won't be for a while because we've got so many to do. But, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, really I, think it, I think Magda definitely... Force is
0: actually my favourite, I think. Yes, of, of, of... and some good some Somebody
1: good told me well. they
0: thought, thought yeah. Magda Force
3: was the best one. Yeah, yeah someone has oh, yeah. got Time daily in it,
1: I think he's really good. Oh, She's really good with it, yeah.
2: Ooh, now you shirt. can see
1: how he gets so much fanny with a shirt like that <laughs> again we mean the front bottom
2: he's got some muscles there hasn't he has he
1: Who are we looking? <laughs> which, one? <laughs> which one's got muscles there
2: right? <laughs> <Steve Goodenberg.
1: laughs> they're so bad you need to point them out it's like this one there look like, yeah all right good them both yeah a little bit <laughs> he's, he's obviously just he's, like, he's, not noticed. <laughs> he's, just, he's just not noticed I have to say, even though it was a one, he was a complete one-trip pony. I enjoyed Lassard in every one of these films.
4: Yeah, oh, I, 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 I oh, totally many, the many
0: times. <laughs> the, he's just, he's just one. He's just a lovable character, though. You just kind of oh.
1: you wish he was your uncle or granddad or something. Yeah, yeah. you
0: really do. He, he kind of plays the the borderline of being absolutely clueless, but just kind of really lovable and kind of
1: yeah. I love the fact that like in an era where um there, there, there would there would be not the same level of inclusiveness on it. He's quite yeah. relaxed about the fact that he thinks Mahoney sucked his dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's really still he's still quite civil to him in an era where you think the dumb thing would be to give him a bit of a slap for that.
0: Well, I think he's it in his own old age. He's quite ah, fuck it. <laughs> I
1: Maybe mean, that's Why what not? it is. I, I was just great... Mind you, he hired a professional to do the job, so (laughs) it might have been very good quality. So he's central. And and also,
4: he
0: carried through the uh, the presentation like a true professional.
1: Yeah, I'm willing to prove that I would do the same thing. (laughs) If anyone wants to test me. Now, did you see the central tension in the plot there? They're not going to be fired. They're, they're just going to be encouraged to quit by themselves because they need to be giving the right impression.
4: Which also
0: just seems so, like the dumbest thing, as well. It's like, what? You can't fire us.
1: It's contrived as fuck. <laughs> isn't
0: it?
2: Oh dear.
1: Don't they let them sort of go and put their backs away first? Now you know, I know yeah. that their hairs get their hair gets sort of shaved off afterwards. Those wigs are terrible. <laughs> Look at that. Now Barbara Smith died a few years ago, yeah. um, and when yeah, they did sad. when they did the post mortem on him, he had the um, the dementia, the CTE, the I version that's very yeah. Well, he was an ex professional uh, football player.
4: Oh, okay.
1: And that's basically, worse. everyone they've ever done a. Uh, an autopsy on us had it. That's yeah. they know what they're looking for. And he had it. He had dementia brought on by his time in professional yeah. sport.
2: Well, they're, they're trying to bring in sort of legislation around like protecting people from like heading the ball and things like that, for example, aren't they, as well? well? We're talking about
1: US football here, by the way. Yeah. yeah. They don't head the ball much in that.
2: No, not in American
4: football. They're but just, I
2: was, like, I was just just There's a documentary but, about yeah, it
1: on but, the, the same um, point, uh, in, in, in proper football. Um, they um, they uh, are looking at that as well because we've had cases of players who uh, had a game where they did head a lot, uh, having problems. Jeff Astle, uh, former striker with West Brom in the in the sixties, had a, a died w- with um, a dementia problem, and I know they're looking at it more and more now.
0: What about what about boxers then? They're, they're going to be fucked, aren't they?
1: <laughs> what What? It- so are you being hit in the head? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: only when jobs get punched in the face.
1: <laughs> That's the funny thing with me. I mean, I'm get I'm getting softer as I get older, so I'm finding it harder to watch, like, violent sports now anyway. But, like, mm. I was always all right with boxers, because they were trying to kick the shit out of each other. I was all right with that. To get, like, a concussive brain injury just to get a ball over a line does seem fucking stupid yeah i struggle with rugby because it's needlessly violent for what the game is but if the aim of rugby was to each other out then i'd go well that's fair enough
0: you know what you're signing up for exactly
1: but to get a ball over a line and have you know flat ears flat nose and fucking brain trauma it's not worth it Yeah, there were an awful lot of jokes around this, based around Leslie Easterbrook's tits as well through this series, as I recall. (laughs) It just—who writes this into the script? I tell you what, a dog will walk over and shag him now. Um, Captain Harry. This is keen to get in and get a bit of action. <laughs> he really is. He's all over that.
2: It's
1: the golf cart. There was his name
0: on it. Oh, oh. He's, he's the guy who plays Captain Harris. Is he still around?
1: He's still alive, I believe.
0: Yeah,
3: because he was like the villain in half of these comedies because he was in Mannequin. And he that was, was it, in Mannequin. Was short, it. short Circuit as well.
2: He was in all the 80s classics.
3: As a... Uh,
1: The bad guy. G.W. Bailey, he's yeah. 73 now. Christ. Which means during most of the filming of this, he was only about, like, 39 or something. Yeah,
4: I'm
1: good. That's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Young, younger, younger than me there, it doesn't look. <laughs> oh, yeah. they oh, saw it's all really one note, but I have to say the haircut joke is kind of funny.
2: Yeah, it's pretty hilarious.
1: You know, they they, they get buzz cuts and it turns out, you know, no, that's all right. <laughs>
4: just off the edges. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that's the other
0: guy. That is great. I, I don't
1: think I don't. Th- yeah, I don't <laughs> think that would work. You know, I don't think the the key to getting loads of women is putting on an Italian accent. No otherwise we'd all be doing it can you imagine if Britain right all the men <laughs> spoke with Italian accents even in like Wales and stuff <laughs>
2: that'd be weird <laughs> 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 Bellissimo <laughs> Ber-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> dear idea I think we'd we'll be a nation of cheese doppelgängers.
0: <laughs> well parmesan cheese <laughs> or mozzarella hard cheese
2: (laughs) hard cheese
1: you enjoyed that didn't you Chris
0: oh yeah
1: if you had guests you'd be high fiving them somebody
2: eating some cheese now Russell Russell Russell
1: somebody's opening a packet or something
2: like a bourbon I hope
1: that's the official food
2: it's the official snack because you suppose to
3: talk I've actually um gone away from the official snack today oh, uh, for something is. special. Um, these are Jammie Dodgers.
4: Ooh. but you, no, Jammie You've Dodgers. got
1: additional freedoms, Charlie, because you're an associate presenter. This is <laughs> special so, guest. So if
2: we, if we have bourbons, then are Jammie Dodgers the official food of
1: movie drone? We, we've from got Saka. to have bourbons because we, we, we're ambassadors for the podcast, but Charlie could, like, fucking parachute in eating, like, half a boar or something, and we can't say shit.
3: Indeed. Uh, I don't think Movie Joe has an official biscuit, but if it did, oh. it would
1: probably be the, uh, the Tunnock's Caramel Bars.
2: Oh, Tunnock's. Very good.
1: Now, the thing that didn't run there, cakes. Charlie, was you made that sound like improvised banter, but quite a lot of thought seems to have gone into that.
2: It <laughs> was like, hmm, I'll pick Tunnock's bars.
1: Uh, all those sleepless nights where he's thinking, do you expect us to talk, have an official biscuit? I don't fucking have one. What do we do? I'd
2: better get on quick. I'd better pick, oh, Tunnock's.
1: Well, um, basically,
3: it's just me saying, "Can I get some free stuff?"
2: This is it pretty yeah. much the thing is now Ken music will have to buy some tonos, Per you know
3: I seem to be pretty good at it because I, um a couple of weeks ago, um John Lewis had sent a load of stuff to that guy, John Lewis, on Twitter, oh, yeah, because he always gets
2: you always get so much flack every year christmas at christmas
3: yeah. yeah so i kind of i quote tweeted a uh, a tweet about it and i said i'm going to change my name to mr richard sounds
2: oh good idea <laughs> <laughs> so free high and, stuff like that.
3: and richard sounds richard sounds tweeted me and, and and said they they'd send me a mug and they did <gasps> well done and I gave my, and they sent it to Mr. R. Sounds because it confused the oh, hell
1: brilliant. out of my life. <laughs> Mr. Who's R. Sounds? What's that film that's just come out with um, on Twitter, on uh, on Netflix? Our souls at night. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> our souls at
2: night. Yeah, uh, I was, was going to say this is American dumb. about the
1: way we pronounce video. <laughs> 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 our Souls. Can't
2: no, they can't pronounce it properly. With Robert
1: Redford.
3: Edward <laughs> snowden but yeah over the years i've got some pretty decent free stuff on twitter i mean that james bond box that is still the uh signed by roger is still the um
2: oh that was immense
1: the peak yeah. sign yeah, up at think- once and claim your free roger moore
2: <laughs> box set signed
1: I joined the free Mel Nelson Mandela Society and I've got to <laughs> quite the misappreciation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll have to see if I can get a signed Police Academy boxer. Do
1: you know what? Yeah, Steve, if you're listening. I, it's a sign of the times that when he walked in to talk to those two, like, guys who'd shaved their heads and were stood around just in their smalls and he grinned leeringly and shut the door, I got such a Kevin Spacey vibe <laughs> <laughs> on oh. <laughs> That's ruined things now. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I know I'm being humorous, but I genuinely did. There was something about his body language and the way he's looking. I was just couldn't help but think of him. It's
2: very mm. creepy. I
0: know. Hey, kid. <laughs> oh, I'll
2: do it. Sorry. I feel really because I bought like Baby Driver. Like when it, all the news came out, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was looking forward to watching this film, but now I'm not. You so still sure. can. It
1: doesn't take no, yeah. work.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously
1: his career's over. The X-Men's going to be a bit more uncomfortable now. But yes, well, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's coming, that is coming, yeah. Brian Singer. Yeah, he's been dodging that for years and he's just disappeared off that Freddie Mercury film and it's, so, yeah. Yeah,
2: due to health issues, so.
1: Mm. Yeah. The health issue say, is someone's chasing after him with a baseball bat.
2: Hmm. Well, give it time, give it
1: time. But again, he, he does fit, I'm not saying anything that controversial though, because he does fit the textbook definition of open secret, because yeah. of his stories about his behaviour for years.
2: I heard there yeah, was something like, everybody kind of knows about him. I,
0: I only heard there was like, I know, I know it was already openly gay anyway, but there was, um I heard there was like one accusation a few years back about something that happened at a party with the kid and he ended up getting cleared. Or like someone who was underage, passing, like, like,
1: around young, passing around young boys at parties.
0: Yeah, like also, okay. so, so something like involving hit them in the jacuzzi or or something like that. Um, but I, that's all I heard. Of, and i heard it was like cleared, I think, um, and then that was it. So
1: A lot, yeah. there are there are people out there who are quite reticent to work with him. It, it does fit the definition of open secret. There you
0: go. Do you think it's worse when it's a director rather than an actor?
1: Uh, it's all context dependent, isn't it? If it's happening on the set, then yes, arguably, because of the amount of character. Uh, sorry. Uh, clout they carry. You know, people get. Brett Ratner, you know, and all that sort of thing. But I don't know. I mean, what can you. You can't really. It's very difficult to defend anyone in, in this scenario. But yeah, directors carry a certain degree of. Power, obviously. Yeah. But um, there you the go. Enough of that. Involved. But I mean, but I mean, if you once love to film, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's all right to always love a film. Frankly, The Usual Suspects doesn't become a pile of shit because he did No, it. because I Kevin,
2: No, I, I, still, I think well, that film's a. piece if you, you, know, you want if
1: you if you, enj- if you enjoyed um, Baby Driver a few weeks ago, then enjoy it now.
2: What is it now? I still enjoy I it.
1: I mean, but, respect, even
2: x well, uh, it, yeah, it's
1: you still when, films. When it comes to Kevin, uh, Kevin Spacey, um, it's almost self-selecting now in that like, because it's now out there, he's not really going to get any work. You're not going to have to make that moral decision. The only decision you've got to make is does it affect anything retrospectively? Well, I've watched five seasons of House of Cards and enjoyed them. I well, don't, yeah, I I don't see it. that makes any difference. I'm glad he's not going to be any more of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can say... This guy's. It was a really good actor. He was also a prick. You can. You know, there are like. You know, you, 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 there are two two things can be true. You can, impre- you can appreciate the, the the talent, but also, you know, decredit yeah. and you know uh, what's the word I'm saying. Um, kind of. Ah, you know, when you sort of say no, I do not support that. That kind of. I don't know. I know what of, you mean. Yeah. Some these yeah, I mean, is but It's
1: so much easier with Brett Ratner because he was a fucking wanker anyway and really talentless. It's so much easier. I mean, can, can, can we just make a rule now that it's only people who's worked really bad that behaves like this? Yeah. Sure.
0: Anyway, I, I, I don't
1: um, think um, you know, so, that's going so, to happen, though. So, so, okay. Anyway, sorry, Charlie, what? Uh, do we think, do you think
3: Kim Kutchals has the best career out of everyone here, at least consistently?
1: i probably yeah. I would say so, yes. Although I'm tr- struggling to place her in anything between about 88 and 98. Star Trek. You know, like, of oh yeah. But the, all right, that but that what uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I mean the first thing the only other <laughs> thing I could think of her in apart from the sort of stuff we know her from in the 80s was she did a film called Masquerade. Yeah. Um which I've got very fond memories of. Um, and then, like, yeah, totally. obviously Star Trek. And then I can't think of anything until, like, Sexes of the City, although there must uh, be uh,
0: Big Trouble Little China. Oh, that. yeah. Uh, yeah. Ma- mannequin, obviously, as well. Man-
2: mannequin.
3: Oh. Yeah, but again, there's a kind of 80s stuff, but... Um...
4: Uh, no. but
3: it doesn't, it's not Don't, a lot. doesn't look like she did that much, really. No. We're not signed in, really. No, only like four or five films between that.
1: And that. Yeah, did a few voices, and voices and stuff, but yeah, a bit more
3: yeah, uh, television and things like that.
1: Above suspicion, I remember that because that that had. Um... Was that Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. No, that was under oh. suspicion.
4: Really. <gasps> oh. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, yeah, they they both had different takes in where you position yourself relative to suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> Under, Under suspicion was about 1991, and that was Liam Neeson, and it's really good. It's got um, Maggie O'Neill in it, and it's got Laura Sanchicomo in it, I think. Okay. And that's really good, Under Suspicion, uh, although there's a more famous Under Suspicion with, I think, Gene Hackman made years later. But I remember that one. There was a He plays a photographer in it who... Um, it's that scam of back then, if you wanted to divorce, because it's set in, like, the 50s or something, and if you wanted to divorce, you literally needed proof of, like, your partner having an affair or something. So he used to, like, set his wife up to, like get in bed with these guys and fake a photo, and he'd like burst in the door and do the whole theatrical take in the photo thing. Um, and he bursts in one day, and it's a bloodbath there. Okay. And, and it's like a, a full-blooded British attempt at film noir, but like in the early 90s. Above suspicions sticks out in my mind, because I think it was the last thing Christopher Reed did before he was paralyzed. And I think paralysis was a story point in that.
3: Yeah, just Yeah, I just read the, uh, the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, starring as a paralyzed police officer, puts yeah. to murder his unfaithful wife.
1: Yeah, and I we- think before the film even came out, he broke his neck. Mm. Christopher Written Reeve would have been si- H Macy. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Christopher Reeve would have been sixty-five last week. Oh. Heartbreaking. Very mm.
4: heartbreaking.
1: At least we've got Superman four. <laughs> and, and, and village of the and village of the damned, you know, his big hitting stuff.
0: You were else also and that was um uh um oh, it? Oh, my, my brain is fucking fried, I'm sorry. Uh this Kirstie some, Alley
1: this is Some great knowledge, trying, this some K- great K- knowledge you can K- be Kirsty Alley. Alley.
0: Yeah. Right. Who's also well, starred in now. cheers with right.
1: Ted Danson. Ted
2: Danson. Hooray, right. <laughs> we got there.
0: She's also in Star Trek as well, so.
3: Yeah, both of them were. Yeah, because... Well, because Kirstie Alley's character was originally supposed to be Valeris. It was
1: supposed, yeah, that, be supposed to be Savick. supposed to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even his body language is brilliant. Look, he sat... Slightly camply in that as well. It's great. It's just like, oh, lovely. He lived to a good age as well, didn't he, George Gaines? He only Mm. died a couple of years ago. Oh, brilliant joke here. Look, this is some top humour. Ready? Here we go. Any moment now, you're going to see some great comedy.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Look at that vaguely yep. shit color.
3: It looks like him it seems...
2: Yeah, literally.
1: <laughs> George Keynes must have had such a lovely time on set because if he's anything like this in real life, yeah. Every, every, I don't mean this sort of doddery, but I just mean that sort of like avuncular. Uh everyone would have like loved him so he would have been treated really well he doesn't have to remember a vast number of lines and he's just can sort of stroll around and be like a bit oblivious great job
0: yeah just walk around looking a bit confused and but just happy to be there
1: yeah (laughs) They took to k- k- kissing his ass quite quickly, didn't they, those two guys? They yeah. They were so easy to get on board.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, obviously I think Harris just figured out, like, who, um, who, who was more kind of keen to... they Yeah. compliant. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: It.
1: Again. Current climate, you'd struggle with this. Although, that's, I'm not convinced that's a woman at this stage. No? No, it's not the best uh, disguise I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> Does it look a bit mannish?
1: But it's more the <laughs> fact that you can see the rolled up tissue paper <laughs> through <laughs> the <that. laughs>
0: <laughs> C- Cussing as special effects.
2: What are all stops on this phone.
1: Somebody being really accident prone with prone with lime am- ammunition, there's some top comedy in, case in modern America. So
3: it's, it's it's not until the, the second film in the uh, the police comedy cinematic universe that they uh, were introduced to Proctor.
1: Which one's Proctor?
3: He's the, the asker for um, for Harris. His oh, assistant. I remember
1: him. Yeah, he's he's very. He's not camps the wrong word. He's quite a softy, really, in his way. Yeah, yeah,
0: idiot. Yeah, he was all right actually. But he, he kind of flicked he, once he was in the second one it comes in with its Mauser. Yeah, then,
4: yeah, yeah. And um, then it's yeah.
0: it's the f- third one Mauser as well. Um, and then and then he's Harris's in the in the fourth. It's like he just suddenly just. He's
3: just. To whoever.
4: He has no legions.
1: <laughs> I just love we're trying to remember it like it's like Harry Potter or something. Yeah, when, <laughs> when did that plot point happen? That changed the that changed the whole universe when that happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Harry Potter What a way wait- to it- train.
4: That's
2: probably some series it would ever do. I'm
1: quite happy to do Harry Potter. I haven't seen them for a while, actually. They've literally just come out in 4K this week, I think.
3: Well, Harry Potter.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah, they've been released. I've certainly seen the last one. Oh, you got
2: to see it. It's really good.
1: Yeah, it's got some of the worst age makeup you'll ever see in a modern film. Though.
2: Unfortunately, it really has.
1: Fucking dreadful. Um, but if they you can ever get the to the Harry
2: Potter studios in uh, Watford, check it out.
1: Why? They're making another one. <laughs> Five every day for. A... Well. Oh my goodness, what's going on there? Nudity. All you got to do is put on a, a, an Italian accent. I'll start doing that, and then it will be like, look. Look what. Look what. Look Ciao what's Robin. waiting. For... Looks what we're waiting for. Us it, to it's, that. it's quite dedicated as well, because he keeps it for the lads
4: squad, well, just to kind of...
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't want any many people to kind of, like, them to catch on, so everyone, anyone in the police force suddenly becomes Italian.
1: Mm. I think only the first one, I, I seem to remember only the first one, um having like tits and stuff in it. I'm yeah, sure it yeah. got, more, got a bit more family friendly as they went along trying to maximise the audience. Because I saw some of them in the cinema. Quite a few of them actually. And of course I wouldn't have been able to see this. Although my dad tried. My dad tried to take me to see this. He was so fucking clueless. <laughs> when, um, he said uh, he never knew what to do with me. I've always been a bit this is probably why I'm the age I am without any kids because I'm sure I've I've always had underneath it all a bit of a phobia of being a weekend dad it all going wrong and then Mm. you don't have your kids and shit because not only did it look a really miserable life but you could tell he didn't have a fucking clue what to do with me at all you know he didn't we didn't weren't simpatico when I was that age really and one day he goes Police Academy, we'll go and see that. And I, I said, we can't, you've got to be 15. And, and he said, no, no, it's for under-15s. Mm. And I said, no, that's not, you know. I'm, I'm like, like seven what? and I'm going, that's works. So no, no, it isn't. So he walks me all the way over there and we go in and they won't let me in. And I'm like, told you. I <laughs> <laughs> was an annoying little shit, to be fair. But yeah, so I nearly saw this. This is this is what, what can
0: you nearly saw can, can, boobs. Nearly <laughs> saw boobs. Very nearly. I, I first came across Peace Cannon when it was like a, a an animated T V show. It was, like it was on Saturday morning T V. Yeah.
1: So were the were the boobs well drawn in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was kind of like Fritz the I don't actually
1: remember the I didn't know there was an animated series, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, th
0: the yeah, there was.
3: They did toys and everything.
0: So um then, then it was on. Then the third one was an ITV one evening. I was like, "Oh shit, they've done a film!" Please, kind of didn't know that.
1: Tally and Ledge sold separately.
0: Well, he's only in the first one, isn't he? He's not in any of No, no, he's
1: not yeah. in the first. I don't think. Well, the the joke. I mean, I was about to say the joke was over, but I didn't stop them with any of the other characters, did it? I mean, by film six, who didn't know Hooks was going to shout once every film?
0: I know. That seems to be the thing. Like in this film it kind of works because you build up to it. Um, yeah. But in the others it's just it, she's always like the one he talks like this all the time. And then mm. she just shouts.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then everyone gets dead scared. And that, that's kind of a superpower, isn't it? The fact that she just shouts surprisingly.
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh, don't
4: move, dirtbag.
1: Just for the sheer um, datedness of it, the blue oyster joke is funny. Oh, Just yeah. because it's so like, it's just the look how they characterised the gay community in that era. They get away.
0: They get away with it because funny. they they get us away with it's it. It's
1: basically. I
0: was just gonna say they get away with it just because they all look like they could have you in a fight. YMCA. <laughs> Well, not yeah, it's that as well. But also,
1: they all look like YMCA. It's all like it's all like leathers and stuff. It's it's just funny. But
0: but also like
1: they're
0: they like had... they're all like intimidated by them. It's like they are all stood up because they feel like on un- macho. <laughs> they feel like they're actually the more masculine than they are. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, continuity, I never spotted that before.
2: Continuity error.
1: Yeah, well he'd shaved half his face, hadn't he, and then the phone was back on. I I think we should refilm it quickly. (laughs) Talk that out.
2: That'd be a recreation, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. If I'd never seen this film, and to be fair, I haven't seen it prepping for this, so I can't remember. But on the normal run of '80s films, if they're due to go on leave now, there'll be a scene on a beach with a barbecue and them all getting their tops off.
0: Playing a saxophone.
1: Is so, there it's... one of those in this film? We'll it by now, there was an awful lot of that in those things. <laughs> yeah, you had to wait for number five for that. Yeah, people immediately would go to the beach and get topless. Yeah, that's where they hilariously wrote "dork" on him in uh, in
3: that yeah uh, because that was, yeah, was prompted, wasn't
1: it? It's so This is just bullying.
0: The thing is, it's just so blatant. It's just like, why? Why are the people? <laughs> why is there nudity here? <laughs> just like,
1: oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Eighties films. I've said this before. It was almost like they suddenly were allowed to do these things, so they were going to. So they, you know, they, they. I mean, there were so many more sex scenes and stuff in films back then. They just. It was just like they. <laughs> they were always uh, almost unrelated to the plot, you know.
2: Because if you're if in a sex scene for good measure,
0: the thing mm-hmm. is, that if you if you were making like Police Academy now. Uh, you know, so, yeah, on the base that this was going to completely new and everything, um, you, you wouldn't have thought like the, the the boobs and stuff now because they just no, think you they just think, well, why that'll make it uh, eight, uh, a eight a fifteen, just could it, it out and make it as well, now. We can sell it then.
4: Said
0: maybe or they,
1: they
3: do not. Or maybe they do like Dave Watch or something like that. Because yeah. there are still a lot of the, the R8 comedies where they do go... They don't necessarily have boobs because the boob thing is still kind of like... Nudity is still like kind of like the number one kind of thing for puritanical America, isn't it? It really because is. They can have as many guns and people
1: dying as possible, but put a pair of tits sense. on there. I know, dis- you can be disemboweled. <laughs> just make sure you keep your bra on while it happens. Exactly, yeah.
0: Well, I think, I think it's kind of like... Uh, well, I don't know how the American system works, but... Um, 'Cause I m always think member on twenty four, um, they, they could be quite as violent as they want, but as long as they didn't swear, so that's why Jack always says damn it all the time.
3: Was, so so
4: well, then, that
1: was
0: a TV show as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that's like, The one thing I will
1: the one thing I do know is if you go through <laughs> the BBFC for your rating Ah, they're on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um with saxophones, Chris, did you put that or remembered
0: it? I remembered it. But um, let's, let's be so face I, 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 it, it. It is a trope anyway, isn't it? You're just expecting Kenny kind of G to go, be there.
1: If you, go through the, if you go through the BBFC with your film and they give you your rating, you have a full breakdown of why you got that rating mm-hmm. and you can discuss with them ways to get that rating down. If you go through the MPA, they just give you your rating and don't tell you.
4: Yeah,
1: it, It's actually far more open to corruption on that very basis that you've got to kind of guess why you got the rating you've got.
0: You, you always hear things that this is actually really unreasonable and just really kind of a bit backwards sometimes.
1: Well, I mean, Kevin Smith has talked about it in the past that he's gone through it with a film, been hit with an NC-17 or something, and then has gone and sort of appealed it and given a bit of a presentation and it's got through. And it, it just strikes me that that's not how the BBFC works. No. We know the BBC doesn't work like that. You can argue about the ratings of films and whether we have the right attitudes, but they are, it seems to me, applied consistently in this country.
0: Yeah, I mean they are. Like, I mean, I mean, I suppose back in the. Oh look,
1: boobs, close-ups, boobs, boobs, boobs.
4: boobs.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think I'm just taking I'm just taking listeners onto a in a on a journey into the writing process there. <laughs> Cut to boobs. <laughs> Boops, boops, boobs! Oh, hang on. Mail tops are coming up. What's going to happen next? Oh, my God, it's tits.
0: Well, what, is Steve Gutenberg on screen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm nothing against Steve Guttenberg. Um But, yeah, no, I do really like the, uh, the way the uh, BFC are. The BBFC. That's it.
1: <laughs> Chris has hit the top. <laughs> train. <of laughs> I, thought. Think he <laughs> I, I thought a Tony <laughs> Dancing Lady. <laughs> 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 Where that woman like clearly got topless in front of him and he completely lost the lyrics. <laughs> 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 that was brilliant, Chris. You lost your train of thought in time because there were tits on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Timed it just right. No, I'm summarising for the trailer. <laughs>
0: Well, my video isn't really working as well. It should so well. <laughs> That's just pure coincidence. Oh, that, is that your excuse? So, yeah, well, it is. It actually is That's pure coincidence. Excuse. I'm not even lying. <laughs> oh <dear.
1: laughs> look at how terrified he is. look.
0: I also like how he just easily, like, Steve Gutenberg and Kim Child just, like, just have sex. They so just go, like, yep. Yeah.
1: Where are we in the film? Oh, there. Right, let's do it then. There
2: we
0: are. (laughs) He practically pulls out the script and says, like, "Um, yeah, I think it says we have sex. Okay, then.
1: Okay. Oh, dear. Do you reckon I could get away with that in real life? (laughs) Just put out a thick of paper and just says, here, we have sex. (laughs) Obviously, I'd say it in an Italian accent to double my chance, <laughs> to double my chances. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they remind me of that Harry Enfield sketch where they wake up. Have you taken something you shouldn't have? They didn't do anything. They just went to a gay club. It's not a problem. <laughs> Obviously, it's the era. Oh, was that
0: the uh, the dad?
1: Uh, I was thinking of the Scousers when they went to that London.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> and he, he ends
1: up he ends up in what he thinks is a good old working man's club. And he's going on about how he likes a man to be hard. <laughs> and, then, okay. and then when they meet up with him, he wakes up in bed with him and all the rest of it. And then when they meet up with him later, they, he looks stunned and they say to him, have you taken something you shouldn't have? <laughs>
2: Get a tissue quickly.
1: <laughs> Why are you finding this a bit erotic, Becca? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that and I have a very heavy cold. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Thing is, with the type of glasses they're wearing now, it's just kind of I can't help but think of Bono. Have they all got glaucoma or something? <laughs> Is there no alternative but to giving them live rounds?
2: That's crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there is a lot of this in the Simpsons episode where Mod becomes a cop as well.
1: I vaguely remember that episode.
2: Because you've got like, you know, when um first, you know, he's like, just, I want to get the guns. And there's a character and there's like, just get me the guns. And when he's told no, he's like, I've had enough to here with your rules.
3: <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's the one where there's the burglar and you're going to get guns. Yes, that's the one. And, and they'll which... and they'll shoot him off in the. Uh, and Bart has one as well.
1: Which film is it in this series where he Tacklebury meets a woman who's just as into guns as him, Stunning and when one. they they go to bed together, in the big fucking pile of guns, which is the parody of the like trail of clothes to the bed. Yeah, I think <laughs> <that's> <laughs> the second st- one is it? Yeah, because they get married in
3: Bigfoot at the end.
1: Do yeah, they? Oh right, <laughs> a married the man monst- for the rest of the series. I don't. Remember. The monster truck. Right.
2: Bloody hell.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, because you've got her, um, her parents, her and her um, brother, and her dad are always beating each other up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he still can manage to keep the accent, though, didn't
2: he? He really did. That's true.
1: <laughs> He's so stunned, you know.
2: Ladies, if you find the Italian accent sexy, drop us an email this at sex.talkajima.com with the subject Mamma Mia.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not Mamma <my> Mia. <laughs> <Some laughs> subject like Mamma Mia. Yes.
2: This is where we need um, Charles Martinet with his Mario impression.
1: Or, if you're as into the Welsh accent, because we <laughs> do that more often, perhaps headline your uh, emails Mamma Mia should have brought lilies. <laughs> do you want to know why? <laughs>
4: do you want to know
2: why? <laughs> <laughs> or you can do the Pierce Brosnan line you burn me, but you need my help too.
1: <laughs> I don't know, not remotely Welsh, but that's the way we do it anyway. <laughs> and you burn me, getting more and more sensual with each retelling. <laughs> right, now the thing is, in the full run of this, I can't film, watch like, that
2: now without laughing. It's, it's funny, a really expect... serious line. <laughs>
1: I'm fully expecting <laughs> what? to sit on one of their faces now, just because that's what the no, other one did.
0: Did do. <laughs> do spend a rather lot of time in the uh, Blue Oyster, don't they? Considerous, cons- cons- the <laughs> they do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what did they do when they went to Miami? Then I can't remember. Was 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 it a franchise of Blue Oysters by then? I don't. I don't Blue remember. Oysters. I don't remember
0: Blue Oyster being in the Miami, in the Miami one. No. I think they probably thought, Should we do, oh, we can't do it. So, but that would just be too silly.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it doesn't seem to be... Now, I can understand that their, their, their policy, for the sake of the film, is that uh, they're not going to fire any of these. But there doesn't appear to be any pass-fail criteria here. Because all of these exercises, they could do as bad as they fucking want. It doesn't matter at all.
0: <laughs> I know it's it, it's this kind of like I suppose, I suppose it's kind of like the the PC culture. Like we can't like sack them because it will look bad. So you know they have we have to make them quit. But you know we actually we have to make them all quit because we don't really want them there. Just you know. But what if they're actually good at the job? You know, like
1: like hang like, on a minute. He's just said. Have you ever had a woman just throw you down and screw your brains out? Mahoney's answer was no. Oh. I, I don't believe that.
2: Mm. Tiny
1: <clears throat> Maybe he was talking about pegging. Oh, yeah. Perhaps that's. Yeah. Perhaps that's what he thinks it means. Maybe it was. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maybe police can be a lot more progressive than we believe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and though knowing Police Academy, if they did do it, they'd have him walking like that guy in Top Secret after the <laughs> after the bullet fucked him. <laughs> Check out the Top Secret if you haven't seen it, folks. It's uh, it's Val Kilmer in a Naked Gun style film, uh, set in uh, set like a, a pop star's first trip behind the Iron Curtain, and he gets caught up in some espionage. And at one point, they it's got the best cow disguise you'll ever see. They go undercover dressed as a cow, and on external shots, it's a real cow painted in splotches and wearing Wellington boots. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. We this is much further through the film than I thought it was. So. <laughs> I love the sneaking her in. Like it, it, it's like, well, get out to wear something else. That's something <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's walking slightly quicker. It kind of
3: <laughs> <laughs> can't be that hard to get. They've got kind of some uniforms or something. Anything.
1: <laughs> that well, is, yeah. Couldn't be more obviously a problem. <laughs> as a cow. <laughs> in Wellington boots. It's only, a- thing, only thing is a bull spots it. <laughs> <laughs> You're in
2: trouble.
1: Just a really blatant point. I've never done that with someone pointing someone out in a four feet away, and you just go, "Look, there he is." This looks a bit dodgy, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) This is funny. It's a really silly little joke, but it's funny. I don't actually know what his goal is here because he doesn't want to be fired now because he wants Kim Cattrall.
0: Yeah, Bowie's are kind of really um, weird, isn't it? He starts off like really not giving a shit, wanting to be fired. Now he wants to stay because he wants to bone Kim Cattrall, and then then at the end he generally like wants to become a cop. That just it's just kind of like all of a sudden it's just like okay. yeah.
1: I love the fact she just sees it right. He's right beside her. And she thinks he's paying for her. So you think she might check with him first? Hmm. Not just go, oh, why not? It reminds me of the major in Faulty Towers. Anything that was ever put on his table, he would eat. If you ever watch it, it's always like a little background joke. Obviously, any penis that comes anywhere near her mouth, she just sucks. Simple as that.
0: I don't think a guy works as well if, if she's not that way. Just like, yeah.
1: Can you imagine if Daniel Day-Lewis had played this part?
2: Oh, my God.
1: He, he'd have had, like, six... He'd have, he'd have taken six months of blowjobs to be there. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: He'd gone on the course of, like, how to how to do a speech while firing a, a... august...
4: <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah, for the six months before we were all wondering why Daniel Day-Lewis is giving speeches at the UN and stuff and, and looking a bit distracted and then the film comes out we go oh yeah i got it
0: <laughs> yeah why is he walking funny from the podium? <laughs> yeah, it's
2: very weird very weird
1: why does he keep crawling out of speeches? Yeah.
0: Why is it whenever he sits down, he puts a cushion over his crotch
4: <laughs> don't, <I> don't know. <laughs>
1: and and he he's stopped wearing grey suits. <laughs> <laughs> see, I mean, if it was that good, he's just had a pro do this, right? And then Mahoney pops out. <laughs> wouldn't it it be um, wouldn't it be like in the next scene Mahoney's like fucking deputy commissioner or something (laughs) he should be rewarded can you imagine if you're putting a sizzle reel together to get yourself like parts in films that would be on George Keynes, and, and here I am getting a job. <laughs> How do I word this? <laughs> the thing is, I'm, I'm way too honest. At this point, I think I'd have probably gone he sucked my dick. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd make sure to look horrified and really shocked just, just to sort of hedge my bets on the reaction I'm going to get. <laughs> i never done this. one thing I don't know is how big a hit this was. I'm going to look it up, actually.
3: I think it made like
2: 160
1: million. All right, a budget of what? Seven. About five, Wouldn't four have been and a half. Very much. Wouldn't have been very much at all. Mm. I, th-
0: I think I said it elsewhere, but I think I think the reason for all the success is the uh, the music. I think it's quite very memorable, isn't it?
1: Oh, definitely. Let's have a look. Police Academy was made off a budget of four and a half and made 146 million. Um, well. That's big. That's pretty big for its era. Mm. A View to a Kill the following year only made in the 150s. Mm. Mind you, Roger Moore wasn't as useful as George Gaines by that point. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> he, he hadn't, used, he hadn't uh, started learning to make noises with his mouth yet. No. <laughs> no,
1: no podium blowjobs in that film either. No.
0: That said, I would love to see Roger Moore in these films.
1: <laughs> Roger Moore would have been a brilliant... Well, just just watch the Cannonball run. Oh, I love him in that film. The only time he drove an Aston Martin, actually. Mm. Mm. Drove the DB5 in that. Have you both seen it, guys? No, cannibal I don't think run. I
0: have.
1: See, he's called Seymour Goldfarb in it. Seymour <laughs> Goldfarb. <laughs> And he's this guy he who it. thinks he's an, a famous actor called roger moore right yeah. <laughs> so he's playing somebody pretending to be roger moore well, yeah. right? but we don't even know if universe in universe whether roger moore really exists or it's just this fantasy in his head we don't know, we, i don't think there's a real roger moore out there and he's mimicking him he just thinks he's some actor called roger moore and he, he he takes part in the Cannibal Run and every time you see him, he's got a different woman with him. And he's telling these tall tales about his life and they're just nonsense. And silly little things like it was at least 140 degrees in the shade, oh not that there was much shade. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but his, his car And his car does have an ejector seat.
1: It does have an ejector seat in it.
3: But in the wrong seat. <laughs>
1: He's really funny in it, and, yeah. and of course, there's a bit of sort of self-parody in it as well because he's called on, he's called on to do action at certain points, and of course, he can't fucking fight at all.
3: <laughs> Does he meet his mother at one point?
1: It, oh, he um, it, very early in the film. We're introduced to him in a sequence where they're sat, yeah, she sat at like a table outside, like um, yeah, like on a patio or something like that. And she's, like, making fun of him with his stupid movie star pretensions. It's really good. The Cannibal Run is funny. Yeah. I do, I do like it. What's it it's, got, it's got hell of a cast in it as well.
3: It's got Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise. Um, Dan! Dan! Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Dean Martin. Yeah. Um, Jackie Lam. Yeah, I can hear that. Um, Adrian Barbeau's in it as one of. The, is it Marcy?
1: That's yeah, the, one, of the, uh, one of the one of the pretty one of the pretty ladies in it. Basically, in the, they, in the
3: Lamborghini.
1: Yeah, they basically drive. There's the same joke in the second film with different women, but yeah. they, they, they go around driving at whatever speed they like. But they're in like tight fitting sort of body suits with a zip up the front. So if they're pulled over by the police or anything, they just kind of pull that zip down a bit. Uh, Jamie Farr's in it. And Jackie, Chan. Farr.
4: Jackie Chan. Jackie oh, Chan. Of course, goodness.
1: yeah. Isn't um, Richard Kiel in one? Jackie. Jackie Chan's in, in. it. Has Jackie Chan, yeah. Um, Richard Keels in the second one. Yeah, it's it's really funny, but it's one of those you feel a bit guilty about finding it funny, but it is funny. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jamie Foxx <laughs> in it as like a Arab sheik.
0: And mm. I know, just just hearing about Roger Moore like just being like kind of like telling random stories. Just that, yeah, yeah. Sign me up
1: yeah, yeah. Um, no no go find it the first cannonball run film the second one's not as funny <clears throat> yeah um but also don de louise's character what's what's he what's the character called oh, no no what's what's a his J- everyday character called oh
3: i don't know because he's
1: J- jj is the jj is reynolds victor. victor victor that's it he's basically got some kind of multiple personality <laughs> disorder <laughs> but A bit like um, some people who have these kind of disorders in real life, I mean, they can access like almost like superhuman strength because something happens to their like adrenal gland. Hmm. And it's the same with him. He's got an alter, a superhero alter ego called Captain Chaos. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And it just every now and again. But this Captain Chaos character is just basically a mask with a little sort of cape hanging off it. And he anun- he talks a bit deeper and he and he, and he announces himself with Dun 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 It's really funny. Uh Jack Elam's great in it. Jack Elam yeah. is like a complete fucking nut in it. It's so funny. <laughs> he plays a doctor who keeps like treating himself with injections and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, he learned to drive quite quickly. Of course, what I didn't realise when I first saw this film is most American cars don't have, like, clutches and gear sticks.
4: Yeah, they so would... actually driving
1: wouldn't be that hard. Or it wouldn't be as hard. You couldn't get even to this level of... Um, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't just pick it up here. I always think of Father Ted, where he hit that car, and the yeah. guy just walked over and smacked him right in the face. <laughs> yes, Cole, is it, a priest? And it's clearly an accident. You just immediately belted him. <laughs> yeah, he's picked that up quite well, hasn't he? <laughs> The other one, when I talk about, like, because uh, I think it was a Hal Needham film, um, Cannibal Run.
3: Yeah, it was, yeah. Smokey and um, the Bandit.
1: Yeah. Didn't he make Hooper as well? He did, yeah, which is a great film. And that's the one everyone forgets. Yeah. Because, like, even if you've not seen it, everyone's heard of Cannibal Run. Everyone's heard of Smokey and the Bandit. And I say Hooper to people and they don't know what I'm talking about. From John Michael Vincent. He basically plays an aging stuntman in it.
3: Yeah.
1: It's great. As I recall. I've, I've not heard it. No, no. And he's the the
3: massive bar fights. Epic bar fights.
1: Hooper is just another one of those films from around the same period. It didn't have as big a cast, obviously, as something like Cannibal Run, and it never got a sequel. Mm. So it tends to be forgotten, but it's of a similar standard mm. from the same period. So if you like Smoky and the Bandit and you end up liking Cannibal Run, you will like Hooper as well he basically plays quite a ravaged stuntman by this point in that like he's got quite a lot of damage on his body and there's like a young up-and-comer and and all the rest of it but there's a hell of a stunt at the end of that film the stunt with the car going across the canyon they did that for real didn't they yeah
3: yeah because Needham was a stuntman wasn't he
1: yeah yeah it's an incredible jump because the distance on it so yeah, there's your homework, Chris. Hooper and the Cannibal Run. Just,
0: just <laughs> looking them up now. Smoking the Bandit, Cannibal Run, Hooper, uh, the the Wall Wagon, and, st- I don't know that one. and Stoker Ace. Oh God. Stoker Ace is a
3: pattern. Is that about a NASCAR driver? Uh, uh, yeah, it looks very I, NASCAR-y.
1: I, have, I, I was wondering whether to blag it, but no, honesty is my policy. I've not seen it.
0: Yeah, it's apparently not very good.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they're all of their time. We're not suggesting any of them are amazing films, but they're kind of funny. And Hooper, I haven't seen for a lot of years. Cannibal Run, I've seen within the last 12 months because someone was talking about it, and I was like, oh, I need to see that again. The Captain Chaos character's funny.
0: And Bubba Smith's also in that as well. uh, What? Uh, Bubba Bubba Smith.
1: Oh, Oh, right, okay, yeah. And he was
3: in the uh, the Blue Thunder television series as well.
1: I remember the film and then the TV series coming along, yeah. With um, Dana Carvey. Yeah, but you oh, yeah. wrote 4,000 words on Airwolf recently. Well, the Airwolf I was theme So to, I was so tempted yeah. to go and write something on, you know, something on sort of Blue Thunder, just so we could be like Marvel and DC or something. <laughs> People could choose which universe they wanted to follow. Well, Charlie's Airwolf universe. I
3: actually prefer Blue Thunder, but, uh, well, the film anyway, the television series was I don't
1: really remember it, if I'm honest. I, I know they were similar, sort of, you know, hyper souped up helicopter. Yeah, well, the, the, the
3: film was much more of a kind of paranoid kind of, I mean, it, originally it kind of started as kind of like a real kind of paranoid thriller um, and it kind of turned into a, like a government conspiracy kind of film and it's still really effective and Roy Scheider gives a really good performance. Um, yeah. It's probably very relevant today as well, to be honest with you. Um, but the, the TV series was just yeah it was just kind of hell of type you know for me like every, every week kind of every
1: week the same yeah
3: yeah
1: I actually do have Cannibal Run on my computer oh,
3: Right, mm-hmm.
1: and Cannibal Run 2 I'd
2: do um, commentary
1: for that I would happily do a Need Needham series
2: why not why not
1: but uh, it will take a huge charitable donation <laughs> Obviously, the charitable donation was so big tonight that we'll have cured cancer. So, um, you know, pick another disease you want rid of, make an enormous donation, and we'll talk about Cannibal Run.
3: Yeah, because Hal Needham as well basically invented the, uh, the blooper credits.
1: The, yeah, yeah. When you see, of course, the, I, I didn't think of that, Charlie. You're absolutely right. When you go watch something like Toy Story 2, which is in and of itself about 18 years old now, but you've got those like, bloopers at the end, and that's from... How need them, isn't it yeah and they're funny, and of course Bert, yeah they must have I mean they must have had such fun filming those
3: mm. oh absolutely
1: you can see it I don't think you can kind of fake that too much
3: yeah because Jackie Chan used them in his films yeah as a homage to being in the Canberra
1: yeah yeah Jackie Chan in the films drive driving some like fucking high High performance Mitsubishi or something. <laughs> yeah, and he crashes it trying to watch some porn. It. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and
3: then, in, and then in the second one, he's teamed he's teamed up with Richard
1: Keel. That's right. <laughs> I know the first one better, but yeah, you're right. The second one he is Cannibal Runs got uh, Cannibal Run Two's also got a very very good cast. Yeah. But it's not all the same people. I mean, it's the same leads. It's still them trying to win the Cannibal Run. It's got it's a cross-country race. And it's a million dollars to the winner. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So you've got right. a lot of the same people. But the women are different. It's Marilou Henner, I recall. And, and you've uh, got Shirley MacLaine as a nun or something. Yeah. Nun. Oh, um, Daisy Duke's in it. Yeah, because she's one of the Lamborghini girls. That's right. Because um, early.
3: They have the same
1: names. That's right. Telly Savalas is in it. Frank Sinatra. Oh god,
3: everybody's
2: in
1: it. Tony Danza. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Michael V. Gazzo, the guy. Uh, uh, he was in um, Godfather Part Two. Ricardo Mont- Montalban's in it.
4: <laughs> oh god, <everybody's> in it. <laughs>
0: with, him,
1: with his neighbors who died last week. With his
0: ripped chest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Abe He Who isn't in it? I'm not in it. Sorry yeah, to got... let you all down there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheech Marine is in it, uncredited. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. What Chong? I don't know. I love... It's worth having a look, I guess, because they would have been making those films around then, but no, I can't see Tommy Chong on there. No. But yeah, they're, they're both funny, but the first one is better. Yeah, stunts. 104 credits he's got, I'll need him That's for stunts. Way. Yeah, Hooper. He also made Cactus Jack, which was fucking shit. Oh God, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger who was
3: in that, yeah. wasn't he? Cactus. also known as the
1: villain, yeah. That's one of the worst films I've ever seen.
0: Oh, I've heard of Cactus Jack. Yeah, that's not maybe uh, good. Yeah, yeah, that's really, it,
1: yeah. It was an attempt to do like a live action kind of Roadrunner type conceit. It was awful. Oh, a bit of girl on girl there.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: <right.
3: laughs> that just reminds me of Hot First. Yeah, I
1: know, I know. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking of, I think. <laughs> Can't be a bit of girl on girl. Shh. Oh my goodness! Basically, this is the plot of uh, Top Gun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, what ways like it's, it's essentially well,
1: just where suddenly at the end, there's a real situation. Yeah. yeah. And Star Trek two thousand and
0: nine. That's what. I... Oh gosh. That's what I kind of. I kind of like that about his thinks. He kind of realizes that. Oh well, actually, I kind of. I feel like I'm betraying the guys. I kind of feel like I ought to be there, regardless of yeah. whether I'm a job or not. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not really a problem here. Pissed me off in Top Gun, but I don't like that film very much anymore.
0: Don't like Top Gun?
1: I think Top Gun's awful. It's a terrible film.
0: You don't like Woody Scott, then, do you?
1: Uh, that's Tony Scott.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: sorry, yeah, Tony Scott, sorry. I'm not a big Tony Scott fan, no, um, but uh, Top, uh, I didn't like Top Gun at all. Is there
0: a Tony Scott film you like?
1: All right, let me have a look. <laughs> There's got to be one, surely. Beverly I Top 2? Like, I, see, I seem to recall quite liking the, the Hunger.
3: Crimson Tide?
1: Crimson Tide's pretty good. I, I did that for a podcast a couple of years ago, actually. Oh. So I'd not seen it before that. i have not got around to it. Let's just see him as a director, because most of his stuff is shit. And he finished off on a weak one as well. He finished off on Unstoppable, which was really nothing.
0: Oh, no, I really enjoyed Unstoppable.
1: Of course you did, Chris. (laughs) Uh, uh, Crimson Tide's pretty good. More than pretty good. Crimson Tide's very good. Um, And I I kind of like The Hunger in a sort of fairly camp, early 80s way. Uh, And that's it. That's it. I don't like anything else on that list.
0: You're not, even, not Beverly Hills Cop 2, no? I you know you look quite like Beverly Hills Cop.
1: I love Beverly Hills Cop. The sequel just bored the shit out of me. Okay. <laughs> that's one series I've never seen
2: as well.
1: Have you not seen any of them, Becca? I've
2: seen the first one, but...
1: You have seen the first one. Eight
2: that's, eight all you, that's, that's all you
1: need to see. That's all you need to see.
4: Yeah.
1: And it's good. I'm trying to think of it. Is there any act, Is there any comedic actor who's had a better three film run than that? Forty-eight hours, that, and Trading Places
4: mm.
1: in three years.
2: Trading uh, Places
1: is genius. Yeah, and in the same u- cinematic universe as Coming to America as well.
0: What was that? Right, Joe
1: Lewis was, was
0: 137 years old. What was the film he did that really flopped? and made him go? Oh no, maybe not. That was like that was a John Landis film, but just was it John Landis?
1: Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Well, he's done plenty of flops over the years. The oh, first could... one, the first one he did where it was like, "Oh, he is fallible," was the Golden Child. Yeah. That was the first one where it was like this guy had had a phenomenal run, and it was like, "Okay, this film's not that amazing." I think. Uh,
3: I actually really like the Golden Child. Yeah. So I only
1: right. saw it in cinema. So I've not seen it. In th- I've not seen it since it came Charles out thirty-one years ago. I uh,
0: actually no. Um... Best defense because you, uh, you had um, fire that was a messy.
1: It, it's it's on there as nineteen eighty four, but it was actually re released. It was released two years later, actually, and all actually. of his bits were filmed afterwards. It was yeah. like a complete retooling of the film to try and rescue it. So he wasn't in from the ground floor there.
0: Yeah, because
3: <laughs> that was Dudley Moore as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, 48 hours, no, no. trading places, and then Beverly Hills Cop. Then, yeah, that's, that's the three. But, the yeah. but best defences list on INDB, anyways, listed Theoretically,
1: before all that. Yeah, and, uh, no, but in reality, that's not how it played out.
0: And then it's Golden Child. Yeah. And then Cop 2, America.
1: And then he made all
3: the kind of Pluto Nash and things like that. The kind of.
0: Harlem Knights, that was like his a. Career. That was a big fallible one.
1: Yeah, Harlem Nights in Another 40 Hours. He didn't do a film for a couple of years after that, and he he was yeah. interviewed, and he said, I did a couple of shitty movies, and it was those two he mm. was referring to. Did Still, at least he didn't get anything wrong after that.
0: Boomerang, Distinguished Gentleman, belly Hill's yeah. free Vampire, Vampire Brooklyn.
1: Not A Professor, which is okay. Metro Mulan, which I am not Doctor Too Little. Mulan was okay, but
2: he was like the company's fan kick dragon.
1: Yeah. Oh, Mulan's amazing.
2: Yeah, Mulan's really good and I enjoy that one.
1: Both fingers alright. Both fingers more than alright. I think Big
2: right. yeah. is actually very funny.
1: Can we try that again, this time without the erection? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we could do Steve Martin movies. That's another series we could do. Yeah,
1: but or, I don't. Know or, much about or indeed
2: selected Eddie Murphy movies. I'd
1: want, to watch, <laughs> I'd want to watch The Jerk, The Man with Two Brains, oh, all God. of me, both and that'd be about it. Maybe do he, Roxanne.
0: Father of the Pride? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels?
1: Oh no no definitely those two yeah, yeah yeah I'm sorry Little Shop of Horrors
2: Little Shop of Horrors
1: even I d- I never think of him when I think of that film even though he's so memorable in it it's because it, he's not <laughs> he's not the main role in it but he's fantastic Bill <laughs> Murray as
3: well worry, you know Bill Murray
1: that's one Little that Shop of, f- of Horrors I saw in the cinema as well it's really good Oh look at you Yeah I forgot about Metro Jesus I would go into I'm not a great theatre guy but I would go and see Little Shop of Horrors Mm. Stitch, totally.
2: I must seek out the original as well. I remember getting it on DVD years and
1: years Roger, ago. Ro- like, it, what, the, the original Little Shop of Horrors is a Roger Corman one, so I would, mm, moderate, yeah. I would moderate your um, expectations. It's a
3: classic. One is made on a bet. I can think make it might have a been
1: film yeah like like 24 yeah. hours. Very little Roger Corman's he done He did it. Is a classic, Becca They're all like real oh quickies. God, yeah, no, what Roger Corman will be best and rightly remembered for is giving lots of filmmakers their first go. What is that Coppola's first film was a Corman. Uh, yep. James Cameron's first film yep, was a film. famously Joe Dante. Joe Dante's Dante. Dante. Yes.
4: another well. um, name
1: associated. Th- so I'm glad the guy existed. And he taught a lot of good filmmakers to work frugally as well.
4: Exactly. But he teaches I, how to do it on a budget.
1: He's done very few of his own films are great, though. Yeah,
3: because he, he was always much, much better as a producer. Yes. Oh, certainly.
1: Yes, because he's good at sticking to a budget as well. You can trust him with your money. Yeah. Um, and especially the probably the
3: the best ones for me of of his... A kind of producing career was the uh, the Edgar Allan Poe films he did with Vincent Price, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Little Shop of Horrors, he'd made a bit a bucket of blood, and the sets were going to be torn down in two days, so he decided to make a film with those sets.
1: Yeah, they did things like that, they, they just used utilized the same, you know, just knocked a, a second script out really fast yeah. to do did something on those, yeah, more or less. And, as I say, quite often that would be when you get like a you know a first time director in so like Coppola's first film Dementia Thirteen is a Corman. I just love the fact that they're just trying to give this stakes for the end of the film, and it's like, do any of us really care it was it was all like for these one note jokes, which were some of them were quite amusing, but it's like it's like. You know, action, okay.
0: Yeah, I always find, like, the riots are just very unusual. It's, like, <laughs> in these films. It always seems like sort of... They, they spark off just by, like, that, that random bar fight. Like, yeah. what, one guy gets punched and then he, like, gets knocked over and starts punching someone else. Then everyone bar just starts...
1: make me laugh because, like, there'll be one altercation... Where somebody you know starts like you know suddenly it gets physical between two guys, mm-hmm. and then suddenly people twenty yards away the other side of the bar are giving it fuck. Like it just it's just completely synchronized.
0: It, it's almost as like if everyone's just waiting to have a fight, just waiting for an excuse. I know. It's like, no oh good, has- there's a fight now. Just grab the player's person, just punch him.
1: No one ever goes, why are we fighting then? <clears throat> no, they were. I thought we'd give it. <laughs>
0: I thought it was a new dance or something,
1: which just... <laughs> <laughs> is a dance. It happens in most films. It's quite funny. The only other thing that's like as overactive as that as dancing scenes scenes in films. Cause if you, if you go into the average club or you're at the average wedding or whatever, particularly men, but some women as well, but usually men look quite self-conscious dancing. And most yeah. of us don't really want to do it. We only do it cause like women insist and stuff. Generally stereotyping, but there's a lot of truth in that. And whenever you see, like, a nightclub or a wedding in a film, everyone is dancing with such fucking gusto and enthusiasm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what what strikes me is um, <clears throat> how everyone can hear ev- everyone perfectly at, at normal speaking volume in a club. Yeah. It's not like, the
1: what? Ever, Yeah, the only film that's ever really, like, fronted that up was Trainspotting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Didn't he have subtitles as, as well? It was like a big
2: giveaway where they kind of filmed it, and obviously had the sound on afterwards.
0: And it's just like, hmm.
1: That was another thing in the sort of early to mid '80s as well. There always seemed to be sort of a, a very sort of latiny swarthy kind of handsome man. In, in, <laughs> I'm thinking of Romano in TJ Hooker as well. In <laughs> Yes.
4: It's
3: quite... Lots of stacks predating Lethal Weapon here. It
2: really is. This one's really got a lot to answer for.
1: I've not seen Lethal Weapon for a very long time. I'm looking forward to doing that at some point. Mm. That's,
2: That's one box so set I bought. That's one box that I bought in readiness,
1: and we've never got around to doing it. So. We will do it. We will do it. Oh no, yeah, we'll, we'll do it soon. I don't know how soon it will be because we got some very long series in the way. But yeah, we'll do it. We'll
2: be doing it soon. It's
1: only four films, so we may even take a like little cruise through that in between something. Because I am absolutely determined that we at least start Planet of the Apes before 2018 is out. Because it's 50 years old next year.
2: No, we'll do it at some point during the anniversary year.
1: Yeah, that's right. No, it's going to be quite late in the year. But when you look at everything else we've got to get through, we're up against it. We could just just
2: shuffle shuffle it up the schedule.
1: Or we, or we just do the first one and then carry on with whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just kind of bump a few things down for the damn yeah, schedule. So, nope, we're going
1: to put the. That, that hits 50 years old next year, Planning, yes. So, would like to get that series. That's incredible
2: up. as well, isn't it? But that's... we've got
1: to do Tarantino and Marvel and a couple of other little series to break up Marvel in between. <laughs> so, we are going to be a little bit up against it. Of course, the new one's just come out on DVD as well, is
2: not it? The Zwift
1: Yeah, that <laughs> arrived on Monday. Yeah, it got that in 4K. Along
2: with Spider-Man, Homecoming.
1: Yeah, which I've also got in Spider-Man. 4K. But it's Twitter.
2: Not- yeah,
1: a really great, a really really great Michael Giacchino score and Spider-Man. <coughs> and Spider-Man. I love I really liked this score for. Fantastic news. Oh yeah, it's amazing.
2: Really, really good. That's one of his best scores. That Incredibles and a few other things. <laughs> oh,
4: the analysis he's, from Adams <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's done like so that. much, so many great things. And Up, up. Ratatouille.
2: Mm, Ratatouille. I think it's probably like my least favourite of that, of that series. Um,
1: Pixar. There's several Pixar's I like less than Ratatouille.
2: I just, just I mean, in terms of the score. I mean, the film. Oh, uh, like uh, as, as we said on previous series, like cars is probably the one I've um, perhaps much I well, at least enamored with. Um I never really got to grips with it. I think I just need to keep trying again. But in terms of the score, I think I don't know I animation's great, very funny, great premise. Um but I do I don't know. I just find it's very uninspired. But, I mean it's still a very good score. Um, but it's not his best, like, for me, but I'm sure there's something I'm missing somewhere.
1: I just me. love yeah. all the limited language. You can't just leave it as, I don't like it. You've got to go, I'm sure it's amazing, but I don't
2: like it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I, I just feel bad because I do, I do like DKN a lot. They're not but I just feel it's falls
1: short for me
2: a little yeah, bit. but, but like,
1: but... you know, they, they write how many scores a year. It's not all yeah. I know, adult, I know, is I it? I know,
2: this
1: is it. I mean, of I all the... works I've... really hard. Of all the commercially available music out there, you'd think film scores by their definition would almost be the uh, most variable in quality because of the yeah. speed they've got to put them out at. You know, I think I, I, it's entirely yeah, already, appropriate.
2: have probably got to approach it with fresh eyes, let's say, might have to do with...
1: Um, but it might still be. It's not very good, Becca. It's perfectly acceptable as a point of view. You're not knocking the guy. It's I don't no. see a problem with that at all. I've just said that, like, I really liked his Planet of the Apes work and I was completely really? underwhelmed by Spider-Man Homecoming. Well... There's nothing wrong with that he did one at least very very good score like this year sure i liked his work on star trek
2: yes star trek fantastic
1: thing is he's not an old man either he's got a long long career ahead of him still just
3: turned 50. yeah exciting
1: Considering John
2: Did I see that Ridley Scott turned 80 recently? Yes. yes. I couldn't believe
1: that. Well, I mean, Blade Runner's 35 years ago. No, I
2: know, but still. And he had a
1: career making adverts and stuff before but he's still
2: that. making films, oh, Yeah, And
1: I that suppose. was about five or six years old from the Duelists. Yeah. And considering he's just
3: done the thing with replacing Spacey with Plummer. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's true, yes. <laughs> and dare I say, actually, that works a lot better, you know, if you take really any does. of the context out of it, you think yeah, actually that's that works a lot better. That's better casting. That's Plumber
3: well, was that's his first choice. Yeah. The studios wanted spacey.
0: Really? Oh okay. Is, the, the,
1: the spacey... we be gu- isn't he gonna be gutted next week where it's like Christopher Plummer touched me up <laughs> comes <laughs> out and it's like oh, fuck's sake, I can't catch a break.
0: Really? Now you said that Dave, that's gonna happen now,
4: isn't it?
1: Kerry Mahoney. I don't think I'd ever really twigged his first name.
0: Which 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 bit are you up to now, boys? Because I'm and uh, Gauss, Because I'm completely out of the league.
1: Um, they're getting their medals. medals. Yeah, yeah. in the end. I, I think randomly Chewbacca should be stood behind them and not
2: <laughs> yes I think that's a good idea then he to the camera and go,
0: has Mahoney sorry been bad impression sorry has Mahoney been wraparounded for like snogging uh, a fellow officer there
4: we go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: no we get the uh, we got the blowjob uh, we got the replies of the blowjob joke in a minute coming up
4: oh yeah
1: <laughs> we've, we've had uh, Hightower's inspiring speech thanks yes. Yeah, yep, and next. then Officer Mahoney, <laughs> and he's going to give some speech. Actually, the more you watch him, he's not that good, is he, Steve Guttenberg? <laughs> a little
4: bit...
0: Is everyone around him? I've always thought he had a, a, a like a decent screen presence.
1: Yeah, he's got a decent screen presence, but he was required to act then, and it didn't yeah. go too well. <laughs> didn't quite. Um, go. Oh, and he's now getting a blowjob. And breaking the fourth a, the wall.
2: That's quite
1: sexy. And, and Assad's looking away, mm. giving them their privacy. You two young lovers.
0: Do 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 you think like uh, that? Like that was the thing that um, Assad actually started to like. So we started to get a hooker every time he got to the podium. <laughs> 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 and, like, it I like you just have. I don't hit.
1: understand it. I write the budgets, and our and our, our podium speech days are costing thousands more <laughs> than thousands they a thousand. Thousand. <laughs> I should do. I don't understand it. We take the fucking stand with us. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. The way the the final scene of the film is, I do expect it to flash up, you have been watching. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's a little bit Dad's Army, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: While they salute to the camera.
2: Yeah, literally.
1: He looks so cheesy there, Steve Guttenberg. It's very
2: cheesy. Cheesy grin.
1: You just, George Gaines is one of those people you just wish would live forever, don't you?
4: Yeah.
2: You really want him to I go mean, on and on. It's
1: no tragedy. He was like 95. That's a really good That's age. It's a really good he age, yeah. It's not, oh, sadly, he's died. It's not even that. He'd lived to a really great age, but he's just one of those you wish to live forever. You
2: wish he'd gone on a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. And they should have made more of these. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How many were there? Like seven? Eight. Seven. Seven. Eight. Oh, fucking hell.
1: Oh, Where seven. was
2: seven. Yeah, you're right. I, Sorry. I,
1: the, but the, the seventh was like five years after the sixth. It, it came out like an afterthought. I was, was at the, was the cinema watching it. something in like early ninety-four, and it was something completely unrelated. I.e., when you go and see a film now, the trailers normally have some closeness in tone to what you're watching. So you go and see like a, a kids' film, there'll be a load of like cartoon type stuff. I'm pretty sure I was watching like Schindler's List or something. <laughs> And an advert for Mission to Moscow came up. <laughs> so yeah, there were seven of these, um, and I remember at the time enjoying them all perfectly fine until the sixth I one. The sixth one, we just have this um, like sponsored event at school, and it was a twenty-four hour thing. You just stay up for twenty four hours. It it only would appeal to you if you were a kid, you know. But we I remember coming home after one of these events. I've been awake for twenty four hours. Oh gosh. and I got home on the bus. it didn't really bother me. I don't really sleep now to be fair. But I, I got home and and I couldn't sleep because you get overtired and your kind of brain won't switch off. You
2: gotta get past sleeping, don't you?
1: Yeah. So I had to look at like the paper or teletext or whatever it would have been back then. <gasps>
4: teletext back and in saw
1: day. that like Police Academy was on in in the cinema. So I thought, I'll go and see that. So I went into town and sat and watched uh, City Under Siege, which is the sixth one. And I came home and I'd forgotten my keys. So I I thought, well, I'll have to sit and wait. And of course, then tiredness um, caught up with me. So I fell asleep face down on my front lawn.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh poor Dave!
1: My, my mum got home and like woke me up, and I'd been laying there in beautiful sunshine in like June or July or whatever it was, face down oh, on the
4: road
2: asleep. Oh, yeah. quite quite a difficult upbringing for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I know I suffered from my. Mm. Apparently, so, apparently, Police Academy
3: Six was directed by a guy called Peter Boners. That was funnier than
1: anything in the film
2: (laughs) How old are we?
1: Well, we're we're at various ages Becca, but we've just cured cancer and got a dick joke in there I think you can't get better I think we did very well You can't get better value for your 14 squintillion that was donated 14
2: squintillion the whole page of Zeros with a five at the beginning.
1: Because, <clears> <throat> he's a teacher as well. I didn't know they earned that well.
2: <laughs> those who can teach. If you can't, well, then it's
1: good. That's not the same, Becca. Because <laughs> you've brought it up, we're now going <laughs> to teachers. It's those who can do those who can't teach.
2: No, no, I'm joking. Don't worry. Um, no, I think no, it's, it's a, no, uh, fantastic. But no, just seriously, thank you ever so much for, for your donation. It really does mean a lot um there's something that's kind of um, unfortunately you know it's been like our family and we've known people have been affected by, by it so this donation i think has hopefully helped um and make it a bit of a difference as well so thank you ever so much for your donation really appreciate it
1: yeah i mean even if we can cure a little cancer with it you know like earlobe cancer disappears now thanks to this podcast earlobe cancer.
2: yeah
0: just a tiny little one
1: yeah just, a little, just, no just more fingernail Just Just chipping away. No, no more fingernail cancer. <laughs> One diet cook of calorie Police Academy and some dick jokes.
2: All, the, all, all these series that are coming back, you don't really see Police Academy among them, do you? All
1: the I kind get, of shows that I, are getting a modern I, remake. Police Academy will get a reboot. I'm, I can be reasonably confident about that.
2: With Steven Gutenberg?
1: I wouldn't have thought so, unless they stick him in the sort of commandant and sergeant. Side role as a kind of. Um, I think he probably
2: that that would be, have to be the only place for him, now wouldn't he? He'd have to be in that role, and then some up and coming.
3: tips Dead would be live, in his I, role. a live action series as well.
1: I don't remember that. Apparently. I don't know.
3: I don't remember that. I, I in think nine, I, I barely nine, remember the animated series. Nineteen ninety-seven. Really. According to uh, Wikipedia. Oh. yeah if
1: you look at wikipedia on the series there was talk around 2012 as well shaquille o'neal was going to be in the high tower really mm. but of course that's five years ago and the last update was somebody's been hired to write the script so you know it, that that as a concept has disappeared Shack attack and unfortunately it's not going to be G doing masters of the universe now damn oh dear <laughs> the replacement's not much better <laughs>
2: Oh, I just that film's going to be a, bit, a little bit like oh.
1: it's going to be shit isn't it
3: the yeah
1: cartoons, the cartoon's are not that great now I no, love it nothing
3: nothing He-Man has ever been good He-Man what
2: <laughs> the cartoon was I mean, even legendary. the logic
1: of it magical powers were revealed to me the day I held <laughs> aloft my sword and said and it's like well, why did you do that <laughs> when, when did that suddenly come on you as a fucking idea and then, it, and then you point at She-Ra, a scared She-Ra. cat which is the same show. She runs the same <laughs> show. If only with extra battle Cat. So we've uh, we've sorted cancer out. Well done, folks. Very good job. Okay. And we don't have to announce the. We don't have to announce the next episode either because this is outside continuity. That's a relief. So, so bollocks. <laughs> <Such> right. yeah. <laughs> Please
2: enjoy the next episode, whatever it may be.
1: Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. Cancer.
2: Good night fuck, fuck cancer. <clears throat> fuck cancer. Yeah, fuck, screw you, cancer. Fuck
1: it I up in the
3: ass.
2: Well, I don't do that. But... <laughs> well,
1: I do. I, I'd watch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you should be kink shaming Chris. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't know. He's cancer.
1: I'm sure, that, like... I'm sure that like other 80s stuff like Rainbow wrapped up much better than this. You know, it was goodbye and that was it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like carry on with some anal sex references. Yeah. Uh,
3: and then,
2: and then not.
3: 20 years later, you had Jeffrey in the whatever advert.
2: Yeah, he was, oh, what did he do? Adverts for something, didn't he? And he was like, in a ta- he was a taxi driver
1: or something. Yeah. What was that
2: for? Oh, my God. What did I see them in recently? I'll tell you like, what, no,
1: no, 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 let's discuss that offline. Good night everyone. <laughs> Good night. Oh, fuck rainbow. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no.